Players are recorded live in-game. Audio quality may vary. Sonic Realms. Roleplay. Made real, real, real. Draeger sits in the small cafeteria of the Mercury Tactical Defense Range. The scents of cheap fried food, burnt soy calf, and gunpowder residue permeate the room. He picks at his lunch, thinking over the value of his most recent training session as Hez approaches the table to join him. So, Draeger, how is the course treating you? It's definitely harder than most other stuff I've had to do in terms of training. I mean, just that this morning's a shotgun breach lessons, knowing, you know, where to shoot at what angle to get the hinges off the door properly. And then you kick and sweep. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, I'm learning a lot, but there's a lot to take in. It's still school, you know? Yes, yes, of course. It takes a while to switch gears from a civilian way of thinking to the one that we need to use in this line of work. I'm actually working with threat assessment at this point. Oh. It's much harder than I would have assumed it would be. What are the key takeaways from threat assessment? Thinking on your feet is much more difficult than one would assume, especially with the media that is out there to consume. Draeger's comlink chirps, mm-hmm. displaying an unknown number. Who's this? I tap on my comlink. Hello? Draeger, razor wire. I'll be done with your car today. You can come by and pick it up whenever you're ready. I've sent the coordinates to your comlink. All right, thanks. And, uh, I don't remember giving you my comlink address. How did you find this? Damn it. You look perturbed. He said, trick. Uh, well, I'm getting my car back. That's the good news. Bad news is I don't know how they got my comlink ID. I didn't give it to them. That makes me worried. Ah, well, uh, I assume... Ones who operate in the shadows tend to have access to communication we would not find. Mm. Good news, though. But yeah, I'm getting my ride back. Zupa. Well, I guess it's time to get back to work. Yep. Well, good luck with the... Good luck with the tactics. Thank you, and good luck with your breaching. (laughs) Thanks, Ez. See you later. Yes. The afternoon courses are rough, but rewarding. Draeger and Hez leave them feeling confident that their skills are improving. As the classes end for the day, they run into each other on their way out of the defense range. Draeger, are you headed over to get your vehicle? Yes. Would you like some company? I, yeah, I would. Let's go. Would you like to split a car? Yeah, let's do it. This will be the last time I do this for a while. Yes, very good. Hez takes out her comlink and opens the ride-sharing app. What is the address, Draeger? Well, here, uh, let me let me send it to you from my comm. Uh, there you go. All right, I'll hail the car. I hail a ride, making sure to notify them that a troll will be in the vehicle. Five minutes later, a driverless car pulls up. Hez's comlink chirps, confirming that this is their car. They enter the vehicle. It's a tight fit, despite being raided for trolls. The car begins driving, and soon they have left the city. Cramped buildings give way to sparse trees as they travel through an increasingly rural area. Do you know the area that we're headed to? Where we're going? No, I don't. Somewhere in uh, Half Moon Bay, it looks like. 
but I've never been around here. I got no reason to be around here. Do you know who we are meeting besides her? Mm, no. Do you have any weapons on you? Uh, my Uzi, that's it. And my knife. Alright, good. I've got mine too. Let's stay alert and be ready. Of course. This is why we took the classes in the first place. <laughs> yes. Test number one, real life. The sun dips lower as the trip takes Drager and Hez further from civilization with each passing mile. The driverless car follows winding roads that are increasingly narrow as they travel deeper into the heavily forested area near Half Moon Bay. They take one last turn, slowly heading down a long gravel driveway. A large cabin comes into view. The car pulls up and stops. Well, I guess this is the place. I step out of the vehicle and look around. Hez exits the car, shutting the door just a little too hard. As she begins to observe the area, a dislodged pine cone falls and hits her in the eye. Oh. What? What? Hez, what? What is it? That seemed to have been struck by a very small pine cone. <clears throat> Uh-oh. Okay. No, it's, it's all right. You can <laughs> laugh. This, this was strange. The isolated cabin is deep within the forest. There are no other homes, no neighbors for miles. The surrounding forest is aglow with the setting sun. Dappled rays of orange shine through the canopy above and cast long shadows across the ground. Scents of green and rich earth are a welcome change to the close quarters, polluted city living Draeger is accustomed to. There are no other cars, and the only signs that someone lives here are an axe embedded in a nearby stump with a small pile of cut wood beside it, as well as a couple of cameras placed at the front door and over the garage. Well, has someone has eyes on us? That is to be expected. And it looks like they've, they've been here for a while. This is true. I can take a look around on my visor to see if there's anything in the Matrix that we need to know about here. There is a substantial amount of noise between Hez and the closest bit of civilization. Making contact with the outside world isn't impossible, but would be tricky. Hez notices there aren't any icons in the house either. Nothing in the area is running on a wireless connection, and the minimal amount of electronics to be found are all hardwired in closed circuits. Everything's offline here, almost including us. There's a lot of noise between us and the next connection point. Well, that means it's just you, me, and whoever's here, so... Indeed. Keep your eyeballs peeled. The garage door lurches and begins to rise. I put my hand on my knife. I stare at the door. I prepare myself for what's about to happen. The garage door opens and dust swirls up with it, dancing in the motion-activated floodlights as they kick on. Razorwire walks out to greet them. Her face is streaked with dirt and black grease. She wipes her filthy hands across her pants in a fruitless effort to clean them off. Trigger. Hey. Looks like you brought a friend. You two gonna stand around outside all night or do you wanna check out your new ride? Sure, let's do it. Yeah, let's check it out. At first glance, it's as if nothing was done to Drager's car. It still has the same rusted paint job, the same junkyard look to it. As they get a closer look, the bullet holes that dotted the panels are no longer there. Well, she's still pretty. Looks way better than she did before, at least the outside. But how's she run? Cosmetics are one thing. Performance, but something else. Razor wire smiles. <laughs> well, I'm glad you appreciate that. I'm sure you understand in our line of work, it's best to remain inconspicuous until the shooting starts. 
So I patched up those unsightly bullet holes and left the rest more or less the same. I cleaned out the inside too. There was a lot of blood. Luckily, I know a few tricks that got most of it out. I upholstered some new cloth over the seats to cover up the rest of the stains. <laughs> so my, my blood is still under there? Great, okay. This can't be all your blood. You'll have it forever. Yeah, it's a reminder. I pat Drager on the back. If for some reason you get pulled over and they want to look in your car, you won't raise too much suspicion. On the surface, this car is just a regular old Ford Americar. On the inside, though... Razor Wire reaches under the dash and clicks the button that unlocks the hood. She walks to the front of the car, unlatches the hood, and lifts it to show off her work. A shining, spotless engine is mounted in place, surrounded by new parts, machinery, and canisters that all somehow managed to fit inside. I didn't have much space to work with, but I put some compensators in the steering wheel that should help with handling, both on and off the road. Your acceleration and top speed are both increased for any quick getaways you find yourself needing. I also added another layer of plasteel armor under all that scrappy paneling, which makes it pretty dang bullet resistant. I think if you ever find yourself in that situation again, you'll be hammering out bullet dings instead of patching holes. I decided not to overhaul your computer systems because I was busy working on this. She grins and walks back to the driver's seat, waving for Drager and Hez to follow as she sits down behind the steering wheel. I join Razor Wire near the vehicle. I lean around Hez and take a look inside. Razor Wire takes out a pair of goggles attached to a wire that disappears into the central console. This is your secret weapon. You put on these goggles like so, and an AR display will assist you with driving. But that's more of an added bonus. What this is really for is at the back of the car. Go check it out. I walk to the back of the vehicle, curious. I follow his. With the press of a button, the license plate flips down and a mechanical servo arm pops out and unfolds, aiming a sawed-off shotgun between Drager and Hez. Ah, wunderbar! <laughs> oh, that is cute. The shotgun is connected to the goggles. You'll be able to see what the shotgun sees in AR and aim with your head movements. Or if you want, I can customize the controls to suit your preference. The shotgun is loaded with 10 explosive rounds, so if anyone's getting too close for comfort, you'll be able to put a big whammy on them before they can dent your fenders. Outstanding. Is this gun on a, on a swivel? Or a, like a ball joint to where it can go in any direction? Or is it just only lateral, left-right movements? It's a full swivel hat dome, so 180 degrees in all directions. That's great. This will come in handy. But it's it's got a... I mean, it's a shotgun, so it's got real short range, right? Like it, they'd have to be on your bumper for, your, for it to work. Well, I think it'll take some practice. You'll probably have to cut it pretty close while you're getting used to aiming and driving. While speeding and driving? Yeah, that's not easy. Nope. All right. But these buttons here let you change the settings. It defaults to a mid-gauge spread, but you can narrow it with a tap of the front button here. That'll give you the narrowest choke. The back button gives you the super wide range. If you have two people on your tail, you might be able to get them both with explosive rounds if you aim just right. Well, uh, that was unexpected. Yes, what a pleasant detail. Mm-hmm, that's gonna help. We pay our debts back. I know some of the junior members in the gang may not see the value of honor, but I certainly do. You might have botched up the chop shop thing, but it's out of the hands of the Blood Kings. 
and I think you guys put enough of a dent in them that we might be able to take care of them completely. Very good. And if you need assistance, you know where to find us in the future as well. Yeah, I owe you for this. It's, uh, yeah, back and forth. Just ask. We might do that. Sometimes we need an extra muscle. Or we need someone who's not affiliated with the gang for certain jobs. I'll keep an eye out for somewhere we can use you. Get you back in good standing with the gang. Yes, of course. All right. Great. You didn't tell anyone about this location? Just the car that we hailed. Yeah, this is uh, pretty remote, so I think you're going to be okay. You want the uh, address erased from my comm and everything? Yeah, you should do that. Sure, sure, sure. Good. Well, car's ready to go then. Razor Wire gets out of the driver's seat and tosses Drager the keys. <laughs> yeah. Well, it has you want to head back. Razor Wire, I totally owe you. Give me a ring anytime if you need anything. Whenever you need our help, just let me know. Uh, you want some heads busted? I want to have some fun. We can help each other out. Busting heads is your idea of a good time? Oh, yeah. She looks at Drager and Hez. You two an item? No, don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> no. She's, uh, she's spoken for. I'm a... Uh, and I got nobody, so... Razor Wire raises her eyebrows approvingly. Well then, I might give you a call for some... off-duty work in the future. I give Drager a hearty clap on the back. (laughs) Thanks, thanks. Well, uh, yeah, uh, message me anytime. You know how to get back? Yeah, I'll just punch it into the autopilot and it'll get us back. No problem. Reception is spotty around here. Just take this road up and make a right at the big barn. Follow that road. Don't go down any side roads. And you should reach reception once you're out of the woods. Very well. Thank you. Oh. And Drager? Call me anytime. Count on it. Razor Wire walks to the back of the garage and begins to straighten up her tools. I climb back in the driver's seat. Oh, it's been a while. Hello, baby. I open Drager's door and prepare to put the seat back as far as possible, but I am pleasantly surprised that it has been retrofitted to fit a troll. Drager, I can fit comfortably now. Well, look at that. Wonders never cease. The gesture is appreciated. I whisper to Drager, she's a keeper there. I might wear out my column and giving her a call. We'll see. I turn the ignition. The new engine roars to life, as if its default mode is acceleration. The usual stalling, pathetic wheeze of an engine fighting for its life is gone. It's as if it waits for a little pressure on the pedal. Oh, that's never sounded so good. Well, where where are you headed, Hez? I was thinking that I would go to the Black Jug, if that's all right with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's go. I'm punching the address to the Black Jug in my comm. The map takes several minutes to load, but soon they are on a straight road with the route to the Black Jug displayed on their car's GPS. Hey, Hez. Yes? We're about... 20-some miles away from uh, from our destination. You want to open this thing up, see what she can do? Oh, yes, of course. Let's try it out. All right. I jam on the gas. Draper and Hez are pressed back into their seats as the car shoots forward. The surrounding forest blurs as they whiz by. The remaining sunlight flashes between the trees like a deep orange strobe light. The distance melts away, and soon the red barn comes into view. As they approach the turn, 
The car responds to Gregor's steering with pinpoint accuracy, as if it were an extension of himself. <laughs> the tire skids evenly across the dirt, kicking up a cloud of dust behind them. The car straightens out as if it were on rails instead of roads. You know, Draeger, I may be suspicious, but I'd like to check this vehicle to see if there is anything monitoring us. Well, yeah, you go right ahead. Knock yourself out. All right. Thanks for your help. I scan the car with AR, looking for any monitoring equipment or programs. Hez doesn't find anything suspicious as she inspects the car with augmented reality. Even the goggles which control the rear-mounted shotgun have no icon. Well, it looks clean. What's more, the goggles that control this gun are hardwired, so they cannot be hacked. Hmm, okay. Well, that's good and bad. But it's good to know at least it can't be hacked. Yes, the security is probably worth the lack of bonus to it. It's bad because you can only control that gun inside the car. So tactically, if I wanted to control the gun outside of the car for any reason, I couldn't do it remotely or away from the vehicle. I have to do it sitting in here. Yes, that is true. But you're the only one who can do it. Hmm. Hmm. All right, I'll take it. Perhaps if you wish, at some future time, you can find a mechanic to switch it over to something wireless. I might have to give Razorwire another visit. Yes, not Koi, that one. Oh, it's, that's the way I like them. No surprises. Good. I see an exciting future for you two. <laughs> oh, well, sure. <laughs> well, hey, um, seeing as we get caught in so many scrapes out there, and we don't know what's coming, um, I want to get some VR medical training under my belt, and uh, I was going to get some goggles and stuff. So, I don't know if you want to hang out and do that, or whether you're, you got stuff to do, or you're busy. That sounds quite interesting. I would like to accompany you and see what it is like. All right then. Well, let's, uh, let's go pick up some gear. Yes. You know, I think, I think they have some gear at Savers Central. Let's swing by there, uh, and see what they got. That sounds like a good idea. I nav to the Savers Central store. They arrive at Saver Central and navigate through the crowded store to the electronics department. A young, bored-looking woman is behind the counter and perks up as she sees Draeger and Hez approach. Hi there. Welcome to Saver Central Electronics. Can I help you find anything? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I'm, um, I'm looking for some, uh, uh, trows for VR. Do you guys carry any of that, or do you know anybody who would, if you don't? We do carry a wide selection of truths for all your needs. I can definitely help you with that. Would you prefer a headband, or maybe a net, or cap? Or do you have a jack? Uh, I think a headband would be, would be great, as long as it's elastic. Great. Well, if you come look over here, you'll see all the headband options we carry. Most people get the gold, or black, or white but they come in pretty much every color, depending on how you want to accessorize. Here, take a closer look. The clerk takes one of the bands on display and holds it closer to Draeger. From a distance, it looks like one solid piece, but up close, he sees that it is segmented into hexagonal patterns. They shine in places the fluorescent lighting hits the band at the right angle. Microcircuitry interconnects with each hexagon across the entirety of the band. Would you prefer a wireless connection or hardwired? 
Definitely wireless. Very good. Here's our wireless selection. What color would you like? <laughs> black. The clerk picks out a black wireless headband and hands it to Draeger. Great choice. Here you go. Are you going to be using this with a comlink? Yes. Okay. So depending on the make and model of your comlink, you may not have a SIM module. Over here, we can check that. And if you need one, I can upgrade it with a VR SIM module for 100 new yen. All right, that's fair. 100's fine. Okay, great. Was there anything else I can get for you? Do you already have AR gloves? They can really enhance the experience, letting you interact with everything in a lot more detail. I can add them to your total if you like? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the gloves would be great. Make sure they're black. Of course. Let me see here. Oh, almost forgot. Before we upgrade your comlink with a SIM module, would you be interested in the year's newest comlink options? They come pre-installed with a SIM module and several other Prime applications. Well, how much is it? Here, let me show you. The latest Fairlight Caliban was released a few weeks ago. It's a top-of-the-line comlink with every feature you could possibly want. It's 8,000 new yen, and we offer an installment plan with 0% interest for the first 12 months. We have the brand new Hermes Icon here. It's a mid-range comlink, but in my opinion, it's got a superior UI for immersive VR troves. It's a lot less expensive at 3,000 new yen, and we offer payment plans for this model too. We also have the Transys Avalon, the Erica Elite. That's a little more out of my price range right now. I can afford the, the VR upgrades, the gloves, the troves, uh, and new comlink's kind of out of my price range, but thanks for, uh, Thanks for showing me those. No worries. I understand. I just have to go through the spiel, you know? Anyway, let's get you finished up. So one headband for troves, one SIM module with free installation, and AR gloves, making sure they're black. That comes to 320 new yen for you today, sir. All right. I make the purchase with my credit stick. Perfect. Now let's get that module installed. Can I have your comm link for a moment? This won't take long. Of course. Here. The clerk takes the comlink from Draeger and walks over to a machine behind the counter. She puts the comlink on the small platform in the center of the device and keys in the make and model information. Once complete, she activates the machine, and tiny pneumatic arms extend and grab the phone. Small tools unfold from the ends of the arms and unscrew the comlink's backing, install the new SIM module, and close it back up once more in quick, efficient movements. The entire process takes less than a minute before the clerk holds out Draeger's comlink for him. Here you go. Your comlink has been upgraded with a VR SIM module. Have fun. Whiz. All right. Draeger and Hez leave Saver Central and head back to his new and improved ride. Have you ever been in full VR, Draeger? Mm, nope. It will be fun to see you encounter this for the first time. Yeah, a laugh riot. We'll see how it works. <laughs> Game Mastering and Narration by Paul Greenleaf. Draeger is played by Marcus Freeman. Hez is played by Torvald Tempestus. Additional voices by Sarah Mullins, Torvald Tempestus. Scripting by Cassie Polehammer. And speaking of Cassie Polehammer, did you know she's a real-life alchemist? Do yourself a favor and check out her five-star soap shop on Etsy. It's called Pure Alchemy Soaps, and it's one of the few soap shops I know of directly catering to players and player characters. What? You give her your character class, race, and alignment, and you get personalized, handmade soap scented around those character traits. 
She has put a lot of thought into crafting these soaps and scents, and it shows. Pure Alchemy Soaps uses natural ingredients, and you can customize just about anything for your order, including the name of your character. Makes great gifts for your RPG crew or yourself. This isn't a sponsorship, and there is no promo code. It's just friends trying to support each other. We're both trying to make roleplay real in our own ways, after all. You're gonna buy soap anyway. Why not have a little fun and whimsy with it? Check out Pure Alchemy Soaps on Etsy, read the glowing reviews, and... I don't know, see what a lawful, evil, goblin monk smells like. And actually, let me, let me check that out real quick. Huh. Yeah, that seems accurate. Editing and arrangement by Paul Greenleaf, Sarah Mullins, and Marcus Freeman. For more story, character details, production notes, and how to support Sonic Realms, please visit sonicrealms.net. To learn more about the world of Shadowrun, visit Shadowrun.com and ShadowrunTabletop.com. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to Sonic Realms to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Sonic Realms in any official capacity whatsoever. All other works mentioned in the podcast are the property of their respective owners. Original content of the Sonic Realms podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 unported and share-like license. If you use any part of the show, please credit Sonic Realms. And hey... Thanks for listening. Pure alchemy. So, 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 so.